You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning Into Tomorrow. As one of our longtime listeners put it, uh, your weekly technology auditory gem. We kind of like that, so we thank you. This for the weekend of Friday, September 10th, 2021, during our 26 years on the air, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We got you some tech news and commentary in this first segment, and then Joshua in Nashville standing by. Ooh, and he used the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com to participate. So we love you for that, so do stay tuned. We got some goodies for you. Oh, and of course, we're still doing the big summer giveaway. And while there's no promises or guarantees, if you've yet to participate... We want to hear you on the air. And that's all you have to do, and you automatically win stuff. It really is that easy. So when you participate, mention three or four of the items we do say all the time, no promises, no guarantee. But the key here... Call in, win stuff. Thank you. Cameron's right. Is you got to call in to win stuff. And we're down to the last few weeks of this big giveaway. Yep. So, and while we say no promises, no guarantees, the whole idea is mention three or four of the items available. And you want you might be asking yourself, okay, well, what's available right now? Well, we don't have a new car. Uh, we don't have, you know, 110-inch TV or anything. But we do have a complete listing of all the goodies available for the summer giveaway. And that's at intotomorrow.com. Just check the post. You can't miss it. It's a big post that says summer giveaway. Go figure. And scroll down and then make reference to three or four of the items because we'll do our best to get at least one or more of them to you. Whatever's still available, and we got a bunch of goodies still available, and we'll share them with you. Just participate. How does one most easily participate these days? Well, the easiest way, and it's been the most popular way lately, is stopping by intotomorrow.com and clicking that uh, Ask Dave button. Yeah. As long as your computer or whatever device you're on has a browser and a microphone, you can participate that way. So that means a, a smartphone, a tablet, a, a laptop, a desktop, anything with a browser and a mic. Yeah, your old Palm Pilot. <laughs> yeah, hey, if you still have one and it works, go for it. Yeah. Maybe a BlackBerry. Yeah. Whatever. It's got a mic. It's got a browser. Yeah. Or you could use the uh, Free Into Tomorrow app. It's on iOS and Android devices. It's free. won't cost you anything. No charge. There's not a cost invo- exactly. involved at all. Nope. Yeah. We hope you get our app anyway. It yeah. doesn't take up a lot of space. Not one of them apps that just sucks up your memory and your storage. No, no, no. It's a small one. And in fact... We have a new updated version just released this week. So if you have the app, make sure you have the updated version, because we share with you all of our cool anti-social media stuff, among other things, in this new app. So, Or you could, uh, if you're old-fashioned like me, you could pick up the phone and call 800-899-INTO. That's People eight. still do. Yeah. So yeah. 800-899-4686. There you go. Now, who would have thunk it? TikTok overtakes YouTube for average watch time. App users in the U.K. and the U.S. are spending more time on TikTok 
than on YouTube. Good for TikTok. That, according to a new report, data from app monitoring firm App Annie indicates the average time per user spent on the apps is now higher for TikTok, indicating high levels of engagement. By 2025, they estimate consumers will spend $17.2 billion through social apps every year. This works out to be around 30% growth every year, with this year expected to hit $6.8 billion. Although that survey was just Android devices. So I don't know why. Was it just Android? They didn't specify why it didn't include iOS or other listeners. I I did not know it was just Android. However, YouTube is still ahead in time spent overall, no doubt because of its 2 billion users compared to TikTok's uh, measly 700 million. (laughs) 700 million? Users on TikTok versus 2 billion on YouTube. 2 billion with a B on YouTube. Oh, I see. Yeah, measly (laughs) 700 million. Sheesh. (laughs) But what does that go to show you that YouTube is really not in in the favor of a lot of people these days. No. And it's, it's their own darn it's, fault. It's, it's old tech. It's so yesterday. It, that's true. <laughs> and then yet TikTok, eh. But now they've increased their time limit to up to three minutes, if you want to TikTok up Ooh, to three minutes. And I heard that there's even longer lengths coming up, too. Oh, great. <laughs> but please follow me on TikTok. Nobody will follow me on TikTok. My heart is crushed. Oh. Last time I checked, I still had only six followers. Of course, I don't really promote the heck out of it. But I do post a couple of things here and there to try to make you smile. So it's easy to find me. It's just my name the same on every anti-social media platform that you can think of. Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and TikTok. Just always at Dave Graveline. The at sign, of course. Dave Graveline is one word. So follow me. And if you mention the show, I follow you back. Because I do have more followers on Facebook and all those others, but that's, they've been around for a while. Mm-hmm. Not that I'm bragging. I'm just saying that if you mention that you listen to the show, then I'll follow you back. Because I typically don't follow everybody who follows me because a lot of times it's just a picture of a dog or a cat or 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 worse, just you know some modeling shot. And they got nothing else on their, well, on their whole platform except they're just trying to you know fake account because some of us are just social media stalkers some of us <laughs> you well yeah well i mean at least on tiktok oh that's true you don't ever post a thing i don't post a thing on tiktok i don't even look at i don't even go to my followers pages or like you know i think i only have i only follow i think you and camera i'm just always looking at that whatever that for you page because it's easy you open the app and you scroll it's there's no work involved <laughs> Well, I'd like to think that my TikTok is for you, Paige. Oh, I see. I guess we'll see. A judge has ruled that Apple, despite their many attempts to have the case thrown out, will have to fight a lawsuit brought by users in federal court in California that alleges that Apple's voice assistant Siri is improperly recording users' conversations. Good. They should have to deal with that. The judge did dismiss one element of the lawsuit, which involved users' economic harm. However, he did rule that the plaintiffs could continue pursuing allegations that Siri activated without prompting and recorded user conversations that it shouldn't have. According to the lawsuit, the data was then passed on to third parties, thus violating user privacy. One Siri user said that his private discussions with his doctor about a, quote, brand name surgical treatment 
caused him to receive targeted ads for that treatment. Oh. While two others said that their discussions about Air Jordan sneakers, Pit Viper sunglasses, and Olive Garden caused them to receive ads for those products. Which, of course, and this happens to all of us a lot. We joked about that recently, where you were talking about trying to get solar panels for your house, and we were just discussing it. I didn't search on Google or anything, but later that night on Facebook, all of a sudden, I've been bombarded with solar panel ads on Facebook. And the only time that Siri, or anything for that matter, same thing with uh, Amazon's A-L-E-X-A, because <laughs> I don't want to wake up your Alexa. <laughs> Alexa, play Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Sorry, had to. Um, tell me if it worked. Anyway, any of those smart speakers, air quotes, the only time they should be listening is when you wake them up. So, and of course, I'm not an iPhoney, but you are. So when you say Siri, it should wake up and then you should do a reminder or add to your shopping list or do whatever you might do with Siri. I don't even want to know. But none other, no other times should they be listening and worse, recording you and then giving it to third parties for ads. That's absurd. Well, well, you've seen all my interactions with Siri. First of all, I've turned the option off to listen for Hey Siri, so I have to hold the button and to activate it. Well, that's it. the safest way to do right. it. And you, but you see, the only thing I use Siri for is, hey, remind me at 11 o'clock to do and so-and-so, because yeah. I can't remember anything. <laughs> True. <laughs> but if that's what you do and you push the button to engage it, hopefully, it, but that you were doing that back then when we were just chatting about solar panels, and yet Siri still heard you. Uh-huh. So that's freaky. So I'm hoping we're going to follow this case. I'm hoping Apple has to pay more than just millions because that's chump change for Apple, but really has to change their ways. Well, you know, and I saw a TikTok, you know, that I'm trying to remember we're on the air, so I have to be cautious. (laughs) And I've got to figure out how to do this because there was a TikTok of a woman that said that she had requested her data from Amazon. And apparently, by law, they have to give it to you if you request it. So she had this zip file, which she opened and had you know, subfolders and thousands and thousands of audio recordings. Every time she activated that smart assistant, they had the recording that was saved on their servers that she then got. So I've got to figure but out. But only it. when she activated it. Right. But, and then it was mm-hmm. also, I guess, you know, search history on, on the Amazon site. So I've got to try to figure out how to get request the Amazon data so that I can request all my data from them and see what it is they actually have on me. Well, there you go. Now, we'll ask one of our listeners, since we're always helping them. Maybe one of our listeners knows how to do that. And then you might luck out and get that information. By the way, speaking of listeners, WDEL listeners, in addition to Sundays from 2 to 5 p.m., they're now carrying into tomorrow on Saturdays from 8 to 10 p.m., both days, of course, based on sporting events. So try to catch us on Saturday, 8 to 10 first. And if we're preempted for something or partially preempted, then catch a Sunday 2 to 5. Does that make sense? Sure. Okay. Very good. (laughs) And a sign of uh, maybe that we're moving backwards in time, On the Rocks, an Apple original movie that premiered on Apple TV Plus and is actually on my watch list, uh, will soon be available to purchase on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh, wow. (laughs) Making it the first Apple TV movie to be available on the nearly obsolete media. (laughs) The the physical disc is being distributed by Lionsgate and will ship October 26. The only other Apple TV original available for customers to purchase on Blu-ray and DVD is the drama series Defending Jacob, which made the jump to physical media in July, courtesy of Paramount. I like that that Defending Jacob series, though, too. I've only seen the first episode. I haven't watched the rest of it yet. Well, then I won't ruin it for you, but you've got to watch it. Apple's iPhone 13 and a new Apple Watch. Woohoo! 
are on tap for launch early next week. Their highest profile event of the year will once again be virtual and likely display a very sizable portfolio of some new products to show. So stay tuned because Chris and his team are going to stay on top of it. So on next week's show, we can tell you more of the Apple announcements and and that sort of thing so that you don't have to worry about watching their announcements will do it for you. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of rumors that I'm waiting to see if there's any truth to, including one that says that the new iPhone will have the capability for short satellite calls. How are they going to do that? I don't know. And that's, and that's, that's what I've seen. You know, there's a lot of people saying it's going to happen, but other people say, well, how do they get that technology in there? Yeah. Usually satellite phones are, are big, but apparently using those low-Earth orbit satellites, LEO satellites, mm-hmm. you know, with, so it doesn't have to have this huge antenna or something. I don't know. But I guess we'll find out next week. I guess we will, because, you know, Steve Jobs used to talk about you're holding the phone wrong. Yeah. And if you're holding the phone wrong, it's probably not going to send or receive an alleged satellite signal if they're going to be putting in a satellite antenna for these LEO. See, when you say LEO, I think law enforcement officer, but because of my background, (laughs) but low Earth orbit satellites. Yeah. Interesting. And, of course, you have to have a clear view of the sky, so you can't be in the house or in a building or in a cave. We'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll have to just really keep an eye on that one. I'm curious. Streaming service Lowcast is no more. The service once provided free online access to broadcast TV stations. A federal judge just sided with the big four broadcast networks in a lawsuit that accused the nonprofit of copyright infringement. U.S. District Judge Lewis Stanton granted a motion brought by ABC, CBS, Fox, and NBC to dismiss Lowcast's defense of its service as exempt from liability under existing copyright law. That law, which was enacted in 1976, makes exceptions for secondary transmissions by nonprofit organizations, so long as they receive no, quote, commercial advantage and decline to charge users except for what's necessary to defray the actual and reasonable costs of maintaining and operating the secondary transmission service. Yeah, Stanton ruled that Lowcast's conduct fell outside of that exemption because the nonprofit had used payments from viewers to fund its expansion into new markets, according to the Hollywood. Yeah, but that's still providing their service. Yeah. Just to, see now, th- I don't agree in this case with the court ruling because there are so many people that would love to be able to get their local TV and be able to stream it because they have no other means to do so. They don't have an outdoor antenna or can't put one up and that sort of thing. So I'm just I'm against that one. I think that Lowcast or any company that can do that sort of thing, granted you can't make money off them, but if it's making money to simply expand what they're doing to help other people I don't yeah. know. Well, you know, according to the Hollywood Reporter, Lowcast had run ads every fifteen to twenty minutes during its programming to ask viewers for donations of up to five dollars per month, which it used to help keep the service running. Apparently, the judge ruled that uh, they were able to turn a profit off, off the oh, donations please. they were making, which then made them exempt from that uh, law. Yeah. So the judges, the judge was probably in the pocket of some other broadcasters. Probably, I'm guessing of the big four. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Game developers are aiming to make their offerings more accessible for players with disabilities, launching titles with features such as eye-tracking support and high-contrast graphics. Another key part of accessible gaming depends on hardware, such as the Microsoft Adaptive Controller, which provides 19 jacks for a variety 
of attachments. So kudos to them. I'm thinking that's terrific that game developers are trying to get more people, especially those with any disability, involved in their gaming. I think that's great. Joshua in Nashville, Tennessee, calling in using the Ask Dave button. Love it. On our site at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Joshua. We are looking to add two video cameras to our church building and would like to know if you think HDMI or a Cat5 such type cable would be better to run it over a longer distance to get a good 4K signal. Pretty good question, Joshua. I like that. I like how you're thinking about it, too. But an Ethernet cable really we think is your best bet. Now, it doesn't need to be Cat5. There are newer, faster standards out there these days, but a Cat5 or Cat5e will be enough to transfer the 4K video signals that you do want to use. Yeah, Cat5s and the higher categories will transmit signals effectively to around 300 feet, and you can buy better shielded pairs if you want to make sure that you don't get interference from nearby wires. Just skip Cat8 cables. Uh, They're faster than the Cat5 you're looking at, but they have much shorter max run lengths. Uh, Now, just for contrast, since you asked if Ethernet was better than HDMI, an HDMI cable has about a maximum usable length of like 25 feet. Uh, There are HDMI boosters that you can use, but that will only get you so far before it gets expensive or before it just stops working. Yeah, or you end up with all kind of artifacts that are being now duplicated to just get that signal out there. So, Joshua, there you go. I hope you can use your Cat5 and Cat5e cables. Let us know how it works out for you. And if you need more info, we'll do a little more digging all the way into tomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills just pour them in and hero does the rest so easy to use and saves me so much time i never miss a dose i'm never late for a dose anymore and that is so critical to me what i like best about my hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use and i don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget did i take that pill or not because it reminds me it alerts and dispenses with the push of a button plus hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver hero is amazing but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their hero from the convenience of your phone i feel better than i have ever felt simply because i have this device try hero risk-free for 30 days if you don't love it you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. Into tomorrow, reminder, don't forget to check your spam filters, not just for any email that might be coming from us at graveline.com, but from your friends and family and whomever else you might not have heard from in a while. Spam filters seem to be loaded lately. Check your spam filters and make sure you mark things as not spam if you want to receive them. Makes sense, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Almost everyone experiences a little ringing in their ears every once in a while, but tinnitus can be debilitating for some people. A new treatment may offer help. With this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute, brought to you by Dexcom, here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. 
Tinnitus is a condition that results in ringing or buzzing sounds in a patient's hearing. Research indicates that it may be caused by neural damage rather than problems with the inner ear structures used for hearing. An Australian company, Clean Hearing, has developed a headset that generates electromagnetic pulses into the brain. This pain-free treatment is designed to encourage natural healing and regrowth of nerve tissue in the auditory cortex and temporal parts of the brain. The device is intended for home use. Patients use a handheld controller to manage the programmed treatments. It also can play therapeutic music, relaxation sounds, or other sounds during the treatments. A companion app lets patients keep a diary of their sessions to track the treatment. The device has been cleared in Europe with CE mark approval as a Class 2A medical device. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. No, that's not the same kind of ringing. No. That's not tinnitus. Right. No. But the Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute is brought to you by Dexcom. The future of diabetes management is here. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M. Dot com. And while you're online, be sure to sign up for Alfred's Health Tech Insider. It's got a very cool, very informative, free weekly newsletter. You can sign up at healthtechinsider.com. And Alfred has me feeling like an idiot because I've been saying tinnitus wrong all these years. Really? I always thought it was tinnitus. It, because it looks like it would be tinnitus, yeah, but it's well, tinnitus. Tinnitus. Yeah. Rather, rather tentative. Intotomorrow.com. Let's meet there, shall we? Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. For the latest tech news and, of course, our free podcast, be sure to tap the Into Tomorrow app. You just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, and snag the free Into Tomorrow app. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you, just like they helped us. Just go to blubrry.com. You know, another fun tech tidbit that I ran across was that if you point your car keys to your head, it increases the remote's signal range. This works by using your brain to act as a radio transmitter. Now, my personal experience is I've put my car remote on my chin, And my skull seems to do a better job. It's not using my brain, what little of it there is there. But the skull seems to give you a little more range. Try that. Don't worry, you're not going to cook your brain. It's just a little bit of a pulse that comes out. (laughs) But sometimes people have trouble. They want to open their hatch or their trunk remotely or start their car or do any number of things or disarm, whatever. 
and they have trouble doing that. Try just holding it to your chin next time as you're approaching your car in the parking lot and say, well, regularly it doesn't work yet. Now hold it to your chin before you get much closer. Oh, look at that. Yeah, but you, you have this new high-tech car. You have an app you can do it with. That's true. Although you could have done that with your old car. And with, I did. With the, the Viper system. The Viper Smart Start has an app but, as well. But, yeah, the Acura Link also allows me to start the car from anywhere with the app. Yeah, I can't do that with my little cheap little Ford Explorer. Well, whose fault is that? Ford's. Okay. <laughs> that, that's true. You cannot do that. Um, did you tell everybody about Blueberry? I did. Oh, okay. Well, I, w- I was so into the remotes thing, I forgot about that. So how about a couple of tech news items, too, that we haven't had a chance to get to? Yeah, a team of researchers from AMD has filed a patent for teleportation. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, the patent doesn't refer to human teleportation. Oh. Instead, it's focused on the teleportation of qubits, the quantum computing equivalent of the bit in classical computing. The new patent, titled Look Ahead Teleportation for Reliable Computation and Multi-SIMD Quantum Processor, because patents can never have just easy titles, uh, was born from the company's recent research into quantum teleportation processes. Beam me into tomorrow with Dave Graveline. (laughs) Thank you, Scotty. By focusing on this quantum phenomenon, it aims to improve the efficiency of quantum computing, partly by reducing the number of qubits required for any given calculation. Aye, Dave. Wow. I have to admit, most of that story, when I first wrote it and read it and then even rewrote it, was way over my head. (laughs) Most of it? Yeah. What part did you understand? Um, something about teleportation. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. James doing here. And that was my tomorrow. That was my first thought with Star Trek. I was like, oh, we can teleport. Yeah, yeah but it was a bug, Dan. <laughs> because if they teleport a bug, and you at the same time, yeah, well, then, mm, yeah. could be yeah, like ask, the fly. Ask, ask Jeff Goldblum how that turned out. Yeah, exactly. Well, in the movie, it turned out pretty bizarre. Yeah. But interesting, though, I I want to see, I hope in my lifetime, if they can teleport a human. And I will volunteer to be among the first, not the first. I want to see if somebody else gets somewhere else completely or not. Can Jeff Bezos be the first? (laughs) Oh, that'd be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he can, since he's a space tourist, (laughs) maybe he can also be a space cadet um Beamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what I was trying to say, I think. Yeah. I'm giving it all she's got, Dave. Good. <laughs> that's appropriate. Speaking of Jeff Bezos, uh, he's invested in a new research-based startup named Altos Labs, which is dedicated to figuring out how to reverse the aging process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, he's got nothing better to spend his money on, huh? Yeah, well, this is not the first for the richest man in modern history who apparently doesn't want to grow old. Bezos had originally or had already invested in an anti-aging research before, most notably in a San Francisco firm called Unity Technologies in 2018. And how'd that work out? Yeah. It was a biotech company that aims to develop anti-aging therapies. Altos Labs was founded earlier this year and has raised at least $270 million to develop biological reprogramming technology. The startup aims to find a way to rejuvenate cells in the lab that some scientists believe may be applied to complete animal bodies. From there, the next step could be uh, playing God, I mean, extending human life. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the problem with Jeff Bozos, especially after he barely touched space and went woohoo and then came back back down to Earth, is he thinks he's... Here I come to save the day. He thinks he's Mighty Mouse or well, something. But we saw the cowboy hat. He didn't say woohoo. He said yeehaw. Whatever. <laughs> he shouldn't have said anything. I, what he shouldn't have said 
was, you know, thank you all the Amazon customers and employees for... You paid for this. Yeah, you <laughs> paid for this. You know, boy, that was a big giant foot in his big giant mouth. Uh-huh. Anyway, you're still spending a lot of money with Amazon, are you? <laughs> Segway has introduced its first robot mower, the Navimo, that uses <laughs> GPS. Navimo? <laughs> yeah, like, navi, like navigation and mower, Navimo. Oh, here it comes now. <laughs> it uses GPS to stay on your lawn and keep it neatly trimmed. So unlike other robot mowers, you don't have to install a boundary wire to keep the robot on the right patch of grass. Segway says its exact fusion locating system keeps the Navimo's position accurate within, to within two centimeters. If its GPS signal is temporarily weak, the Navimo has sensors that will keep it mowing. Users define the boundaries of the area to be mowed uh, using the smartphone app. Uh, including giving it directions for which areas to avoid. Segway says the Navimo's algorithm, quote, determines a systemic mowing path and doesn't have to crisscross already mowed grass. Segway hasn't said yet when the Navimo will be available in the U.S. Interesting, but you'll stay on that. I will. Because it sounds interesting. Yeah. Doug in Stevensville, Michigan, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast that you can also sign up for at intotomorrow.com. And get this, he's calling in using the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. We love you for that. Hey, Doug. Hi, Dave. Hi, Chris. And hi, Cameron. Hi. Dave, just wanted to let you know, glad to hear you're doing better. You have one of the best shows out there, and that is why we always will listen to you. Well, thank you. Dave, I have a conundrum. I tried sending a message today with a photo involved, and it would not send. This is through Hotmail slash Outlook.Live.com. And when I looked into it, I found that my uh, storage is almost full on my account. Hmm. Wondering, is there a way that I could download the messages to my hard drive so that I could have them forever and then delete them off the system to clean out my mailbox? I appreciate your answer. Thanks, Dave. Well, Doug, it's our pleasure to help out. You can connect to your account using a POP3 email client with these settings. And don't worry, we'll have them all on our site for you, especially for others listening wanting to do the same thing. Visit intotomorrow.com. Look for the weekend of September 10th, hour two. And here will be the info. POP3 server name. Outlook.Office365.com, POP3 port, 995, POP3 encryption method, TLS. And don't worry, we'll have all this, again, as I mentioned, listed on the site. Just stop by into tomorrow.com. Those settings will allow the email client to download all of your messages and keep a local copy. Now, once you've had that, you can delete the messages on the server, and your local copies will be unaffected. Now, keep in mind that if you're out of storage on your Outlook account, you're going to be pulling down at least 15 gigabytes of data, potentially more if you don't have a free account. Paid accounts can use up as much as 100 gigabytes of data. It's a good chunk of your hard drive to be taken up by stale data, so you may be better off doing some pruning before you download your emails, so you don't pull down a lot of spam, old newsletters, offers from stores from years ago, and so forth. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you, because we get thousands of emails daily, because we're getting press releases all the time, and we're getting all kinds of you know hint, hits, and people asking to be on the show, and all sorts of stuff. And it gets difficult, because you want to go through and eliminate all the garbage because you don't want to load up your servers, because that becomes a real problem, and then you end up having to pay much more money for what you're doing. So, Doug, let us know how that worked out for you. And again, anyone else wanting to do the same thing, show notes at intotomorrow.com.
You don't need to be tech-savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com to start your free trial. You may find this Into Tomorrow tech tidbit interesting. People who post their fitness routine to Facebook are more likely to have psychological problems. This is true. <laughs> and that's why you don't post your fitness uh, that's stuff? That's exactly why I don't post my fitness routine on yeah. Facebook. The fact that you don't have a fitness routine, we won't get into that, yeah. but you don't post it anyway. That's right. Which is a good thing. Yeah. And by the way, I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. Text RADIO to 35000 to get more info. Again, text RADIO to 35000. Oh, my God. It's time for the cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Go! Oh, he's right. The cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. Wow, that Cameron is really on top of things. Thank you, sir. We do appreciate that. We got some goodies for you, and again, no promises, no guarantees. But mention when you call in any number of ways. Chris is going to tell you how after in a couple of moments here. But mention three or four of the items. We'll promise to do our best to get one or more of them to you while the summer giveaway is still underway. We've got from Cut and Go Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers so you can never be trapped in an accident. Uh, Box Electronics has provided a 10.1-inch high-res in-vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system. Woo! Valued at $700. And it, all that title fits on their box, too. Yeah. It's pretty wild. From Car Keys Express. Do you ever lock yourself out of your car or you really wish you had a spare set? Well, key and remote replacement kits for many popular vehicles, ranging from $30 to $150. They sent a whole bunch. So let us know what kind of car you have, and we'll do our best to match you up with one of those. From Yamaha, we've got an SHS 500 Sunogenic Keytar, which enables uh, playing without wrong notes. We've also got an EAD-10 drum module to transform acoustic drum sounds with studio-quality digital effects. OWC provided a USB-C travel dock to simplify your mobile connectivity. They actually sent several of those. They also sent some of their Envoy Pro Electron 1TB USB-C SSDs. And attention Android users, this has been very popular. We've already sent out many promo codes for lifetime subscription to TypeWise Custom Keyboard for any Android device. These are worth $25 each, so we'll probably toss in a little something extra for you. But the fact is, if you're an Android user, we've got a couple of codes left to share with you. And from WeBoost, if you've got trouble with your cell phone signal in your car, they sent some drive sleek vehicle cell phone signal boosters valued at 200 bucks each. There you go. And how does one participate if they've yet to do so? And because maybe we've got some new listeners that are saying, wow, I'd, I'd like to win some of that stuff. Well, you could uh, use the Ask Dave hotline by calling 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Or you could use the free Into Tomorrow app that's available for iOS and Android devices. Just search those two words in your app store, Into 
tomorrow. That's right. And bingo, bango, bam, boom, you got it. Voila. Yes. There is a message to studio button in said app that will allow you to record a nice quality message and send it to us. Sounds like you're sitting right here in the studio with yeah. us. Yeah. We love it when you use our app. Yeah. Or you could stop by our site. There's a little Ask Dave button there. You can click that. And as long as you're on something with a browser, well, of course, it's got a browser if you're on our site. But <laughs> if, if that same device has a microphone, you could do the same as the app. Record a, mic, uh, record a question, a comment, a help for a listener, and send it that way. Now, if you use the Ask Dave button, we do have a request, though. Yeah, just let us know what your name is, how you listen to the show, and where you're participating from. There you go. So just even your first name, how you hear the show, and what else? Where you're, where you're participating oh, from. Oh, where you're participating from, right. And please don't say, uh, my first name is so-and-so, and I listen on the radio, and, uh, uh, and I'm at home. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about like what what city or area of the world are you sitting in, and how you hear the show? Is it our podcast? Is it a radio station? If so, which one? That sort of thing. And it's very easy. And then you win. That's it. When you're heard on the air, boom, you're a winner. Boom, bingo, bam. B- bing, b- boom, see, bingo, bingo, bam. You made me forget. Now it's a, a <laughs> bingo, bango. Uh, see, you messed me up. Yeah. I had something there. Tom in St. George, Louisiana, listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcasts. I have an older 2015 GMC Yukon, and I'm interested in a device that would allow me to upgrade to the Apple CarPlay. I had heard there may be some type of device you can plug in and then connect your iPhone to it and it'll automatically transform that screen in the older models, Chevrolets and GMCs, to work with the Apple Play. And I'm desperate to get Apple Play on that vehicle. Well, Tom, the number one way to get CarPlay is to replace your head unit with a brand new one, if you can do that. Now, some manufacturers like GM, uh, but also others even like Honda, Hyundai, and even more, are offering the owners of selected models the option to pay for an upgrade that either via new software or new hardware makes their original touchscreens CarPlay compatible. And now, there's a few reasons why that's not typically the best way to go. Uh, the first one is just price. You can easily be looking at $500 for what amounts to a software update mm. if you go with one of those OEM updates. You can find new head units with CarPlay for much less. You may also have to deal with the lack of some hardware that would make your experience better if you're getting just a software update. Um, there are two flavors of CarPlay, wired and wireless. Yeah. Now, wired is just USB, but wireless uses both Bluetooth and Wi-Fi. Most non-CarPlay-compatible hardware does not come with Wi-Fi. Now, that means that, for the most part, if you go with the OEM upgrade, you'll be stuck with having to plug in your phone to use CarPlay. Yeah, now that brings us to another hardware limitation. Uh, you may or may not get adequate performance depending on what happens to be powering your radio. Some radios will deliver a perfectly acceptable and responsive experience, while others are not backed up by the hardware required to deliver. So if you still want to do it, reach out to a GMC dealer and see if there's an upgrade available for your particular Yukon. But you may save some money and get better results if you go with an aftermarket solution. Yeah, in all my years in broadcasting, I never refer people to go to a dealer because you're going to pay the most for anything, service or, or upgrades or anything, at a dealer. And usually a dealer's only interested in making a fortune off of you. But 
this might be your option here as a better option. Yeah. Or you may want to check one of your local 12-volt uh, retailers because yeah. they'll also be able to tell you, depending on your car, if you need to add, add other hardware. Mm-hmm. For instance, my uh, 2016 Ford Explorer, I can't take that head unit out because my air conditioning, everything else is also controlled through that same head unit. Oh, well, that so sucks. If I replace the radio, there's apparently other hardware that I have to buy to add on so that I oh. don't lose all that capability. Oh, boy. What what brilliant rocket scientists put that together the, for Ford? The brilliant finance minds at Ford that want to make more money for Ford. Well, see, there you go. That's the problem. So, Tom, we've given you a bunch of suggestions there. Let us know what you end up with because it'll certainly help other listeners who are looking to do a similar thing. And let's all meet at intotomorrow.com. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call 800-683-9499. Did you know that back in 1994, the company who had a patent on gifts tried to charge a fee for using gifts? The PNG was invented as an alternative, and then the company backed down. Of course. Of course. (laughs) Of course, some people call them GIFs. That's peanut butter. Uh GIFs are the graphical interface format. Very good. Is that what that stands for? Yes. Ooh, that was a good guess. I was just pretending to know. Uh I'm Dave Graveline, the pretender. I'm Chris Graveline. Don't forget, you can listen 24-7 on our website. Streamguys.com helps us stream the last several weeks of Into Tomorrow nonstop at intotomorrow.com. Are you sure? I am sure. All right, then. James in Nashville, Tennessee, calling in using the free Into Tomorrow app. Hey there, James. What do you think will happen first? SpaceX launching rockets with people in them from point A to point B on Earth? Or supersonic jets? that take us across the ocean in just hours. Well, James, neither is commercially viable at this point. So the answer is whatever governments want to subsidize first. Realistically, we can build a supersonic passenger jet any day we decide to do it. But space launches are a delicate mess and can only be performed from particular places in the world to increase efficiency. They almost always get delayed, usually by days. They can't carry an awful lot of weight. They stress their ships in a way that even supersonic flight doesn't. And statistically, they kill an awful lot of people, given how few actually take flight in spaceships. Yeah, supersonic commercial jets are more likely. But either way, governments will need to extend some welfare to a billionaire or megacorporation before either of the two happens. Just think back to the Concorde. That was a supersonic jet that flew at twice the speed of sound and was supposed to be the next big thing. But the planes were super expensive for airlines to buy and maintain. 
tickets for a round-trip flight were like $12,000 or more back in the 90s. That's over $20,000 in today's money. Hmm. And very few airlines had them. So it's no surprise that by 2003, the Concorde was retired completely. Yeah. For more and to subscribe to our free once-a-week tech newsletter, trust me, you definitely want to, visit us at intotomorrow.com. 